Hello, and welcome to Your Living Autopsy, a podcast dedicated to helping you dig in and unpack what's going on within so you can live your very best life. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, and this is Your Living Autopsy. Before we go any further, I'd like to remind you that I am not in the medical profession in any way, shape, or form. I'm just a girl who watched way too much Law & Order SVU when I was in college. On SVU, the medical examiner performs an actual autopsy, and from that autopsy, you begin to see a story unfold. The body tells the story of the victim. The present wounds, the old scars, what they found in the toxicology report... And typically, the findings are crucial to solving the case. So what does that have to do with you? Don't worry, nothing gory or bloody. It's simply an opportunity. At least it was for me. After I got divorced in 2016, I was in pretty bad shape. I was convinced I would never be happy again. I was anxious. And I was depressed and the fear of what to do next had a death grip on me. I had so many questions, but they all boiled down to two things. The first, how did I get here? And the second, how can I make sure I never get back here again? Right then and there, I began the self-work that I now call a living self-autopsy. Just like a medical examiner would do, I meticulously examined every part of my life up until that moment. Nothing was off limits. Not even the parts I thought would be a waste of time. It was hard. Some parts were painful and some were just uncomfortable. But it was totally worth it because now, four years later, I am living a life I love. I live in Aspen, Colorado with my new husband, Marcus, and our two dogs, Nellie and Ollie. I am happy and I am whole. So happy that I wanted to share this with you because I believe everyone deserves to be happy and feel whole. If you're still listening, I'm assuming you want to be happy and whole too. So let's get started. Oh, and before we go any further, make sure you've downloaded the Living Autopsy Diagram and Worksheets from the show notes. If you haven't, pause and do that real quick. The first step in your living self-autopsy is identification. Now, you might be thinking, this is silly. I know who I am. And yeah, you do, to a degree. You know your name, your age, where you grew up, where you live, what your job is, how you feel. All that's great information. But what I really want you to ask yourself right now is this. Beyond those general factual identifiers, who do you think you are? If you were to describe yourself to someone, what would you say? And I'm not talking about on a resume, but rather just good old-fashioned gut-level honesty. The next question I have for you is, how might someone close to you describe you? And if you don't want to really answer that for them, you could just go ask them. Write all your answers down. Be honest and remember this is not going to be shared or turned in. It does you no good to say what you think you should say. 
Once you have your answers, look at them. Do you find that they are somewhat similar? What you said about you and what someone else said? Maybe they're completely opposite. And either way, what do you wish your answers were? Is there anything you'd like to change in your life about yourself? Is there anything you'd like to cultivate? Write it down so you don't forget. I'll never ask you to do something that I haven't done for myself. So when I did this, here's what I wrote. I described myself as someone who was always trying new things, but living in fear that she was just kidding herself. I said I was a helper and that I loved to serve others in their journeys to find themselves. I said I was an analyzer, addicted to pens, notebooks, coffee, sushi, club soda. And lastly, I said I was a dreamer who was just really afraid to dream sometimes. I decided that I wanted to ask my people instead of assuming what they would say, so I texted one of my best friends, who happens to be the roommate in college who watched just as much as few as I did. Anyway, I asked her to describe me, and not knowing why or what for, this was her reply. Committed. Diligent. Thoughtful. Creative. Talented. Principled. Charismatic. Messy. Expressive. First of all, it's abundantly clear that I think in sentences and she is more to the point. And that's always been the case, by the way. But when I look at that list versus mine, I can see a few similarities. And by the way, I am super messy, which she would totally know after living with me for so long. Before I go further on that, I want to move on to my mom, who I also asked. She said, loyal, dedicated, compassionate, creative, quirky, funny, loving, sometimes insecure and fearful, efficient, economical, thrifty, sincere, open, spiritual, vulnerable, tough, determined. And then she said, I adore all of your qualities that are so human and perfect. Oh, and stubborn. <laughs> yeah, I am stubborn, but I get that from her, so. Anyway, my mom alluded to my insecurity and fear, which was spot on. But she, like my friend, added a lot of positives that I left out of my list. This exercise, for me, was a chance to reset how I viewed myself. As a big-time perfectionist, I'm usually pretty hard on myself, almost relentless even. And if I'm living with that as my measure, I'm going to feel like a failure no matter what I do. So I need to reset. I need to listen to my mom and my friend and cultivate those other qualities they both saw in me. Otherwise, I'll just live according to my own self-loathing loop I've created over the years. And that is no fun. This episode is about establishing a baseline for the entire self-autopsy, for where you are today, how you see and how you feel about yourself today. So I hope you are able to see the differences, the similarities, and how you feel about yourself versus how someone else might. Maybe you're also typically hard on yourself. Or maybe after this exercise, you noticed that you might be a little easy on yourself. 
Based on your answers and what you're seeing about yourself right now, are you who you thought you were? And even if everything lined up perfectly with your answer and your best friend or your mom or whoever you chose, is it who you want to be? By the way, there is no wrong answer to this. You might have some thoughts and feelings or emotions about what you find out. But throughout this process, I will continue to tell you that what you find is only intel. It is only information. Because here's the thing. You can't take it back. It's done. It happened. The past, what you said, what you did, what was done to you just is. And the reason we're going back and the reason I'm asking you questions is so you can take a good look at all of it and see if you want to pass it through to the present. There might be more investigating for you to do. And I hope you say yes to that question because I really, really think you have more in you. I know I do. Shoot, I've already done this process, but I'm doing it all over again with you because I still see parts of me that I want to refine and redefine. Buddha once said, we are what we think. All that we are arises with our thoughts. With our thoughts, we make the world. So you're either sitting there thinking, oh, thank God, because I hate my circumstances right now. Or you're like, oh, great, my thoughts are crap right now. The best news here is that while everything up until this moment has already happened, tomorrow is still up for grabs. And this baseline that you've created is a window into the state of things. You have to know where you're starting from before you can ever decide where you're going. And so each week we will dig a little deeper into who you are to figure out where that's going to be. I'm really proud of the work you did today, even if it wasn't all that earth-shattering to you. Who knows, maybe it was. Maybe, like me, you found out that you have a completely different view of yourself than someone else who knows you well. You could be saying, all right, I've got my work cut out for me. And that's great. If you're less floored by what you discovered, just wait. If you're doing it right, there is some part of you that we will get into that will give you that aha moment. And what I mean by doing it right is that you're answering every single question with that gut-level honesty I was talking to you about. You might be super confused right now and feel like you missed something. Or you feel a lot of things swirling around. Both are normal, especially at the beginning. If something comes up for you later on today or sometime this week, consider it good. Consider it movement, progress. And definitely write it down to get it out of your body. And if you're putting your hand up trying to explain to me that you're just not a writer, I don't accept. Because this is not about writing well. Shoot, it's not even about writing in complete sentences. Just get it out in your own words, however you want to, because this is a big part of the living autopsy. It's huge and it's valuable. So this was a shorter episode. Next week will be a little longer, a little bit more in depth. That's just part of the process. Some things take longer than others. And next week, I'm really excited because we are going to talk about next of kin. What is that? 
besides what you already know it to be, well, you'll just have to come and find out for yourself. Before I go, I want to thank my dad, Dan Huff, for creating the music for this podcast, because it's awesome. And I want to remind you that I would love to see you join us for our mini course on getting unstuck, coming up in six weeks on Zoom. For more information, head on over to howtomoveonandbehappy.com. Thank you for listening. I hope you're getting something out of this and you want to keep going on this journey. If you're bored, again, I promise it'll get better. Until then, I'm Ashlyn and this is your Living Autopsy. And remember, today might be done, but tomorrow is up for grabs. You got this.